You're listening to the Stellar Life Project podcast, the podcast for modern leaders who are tired of hustle culture and ready to invite more ease into their lives. I'm your host, Deborah Stellingworth. I'm a master teacher and coach, and I'm obsessed with helping you avoid burnout, create a sustainable lifestyle, and still enjoy optimal success on your terms in your career or business. You'll hear inspiring stories of possibility from my guests, and you'll get empowering strategies from me to support you in creating and living your own stellar life. Well, hello there, Stellar friends, and welcome back to the Stellar Life Project podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Today, I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Over the past month, obviously, we're in the first week of January here of 2022. And over the past month or so, we've been hearing a lot of talk about goal setting and New Year's resolutions. Did you make your New Year's resolutions? Well, the reason I want to talk about New Year's resolutions today, even though we are now a week into the New Year, is because someone recently asked me what my thoughts were about New Year's resolutions. The short answer of what I told him is this. I prefer intentions and goals over resolutions. Now that said, let me explain. Since I'm a coach and a big part of what I do is helping people to create the life they want by supporting them in first of all defining their goals and then sticking to their goals, you might be surprised to learn that I'm largely ambivalent about the idea of New Year's resolutions. You see, when I was a kid, I remember thinking everyone was supposed to have a resolution on New Year's Day. And being a kid, I remember being at a loss for what to choose as my resolution. Should I give up candy? Should I resolve to keep my room clean? Should I go on a diet? Yes. That was a message I remember being aware of as a good choice for a New Year's resolution at a very early age. But that is another story for another day. The long and short of it is that any way I looked at it, New Year's resolutions didn't seem like much fun. The focus on resolutions from my perspective as a child was that they weren't much fun and they were all about giving something up, candy, or doing something that wasn't fun cleaning my room. In short, the idea of a New Year's resolution was connected with deprivation, struggle, and loss of something good. Now, maybe that's not your experience with New Year's resolutions, but it was definitely mine. And in my experience and in my coaching practice with clients, I've seen how when we approach resolutions and goals with this spirit of deprivation and struggle, we never get very far. This is why when I was asked how I feel about New Year's resolutions, my short answer was, I'm not a fan. If you have a similar feeling about New Year's resolutions, it could be because of the idea of New Year's resolutions that many of us were exposed to through television sitcoms and perhaps even our parents. Let's be fair, we're also exposed to popular culture ideas of resolutions. If you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, I am so glad for you. 
And if you want to understand what I'm talking about, you can find the New Year's resolution episode of Friends on YouTube and watch how Ross and Chandler only last a few excruciating days keeping their New Year's resolutions. As I said before, I prefer intentions and goals to resolutions. And when we look up the meaning of the word resolution, we find that a resolution is a, in the purest sense, it is an intention. It's the act of resolving or determining upon an action, a course of action, a method, a procedure, etc. To resolve something is to make a decision or a determination to do that thing. Now, to make a firm resolution to do something is absolutely a good thing. It gives energy to our goals and intentions. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have resolve when we set goals and intentions. It's the particular characteristics of New Year's resolutions that I have concerns about. The problem I find with the very idea of a New Year's resolution is that there can be a rigidity of focus and yet often the resolutions we make don't have legs because there's no clear goal or outcome connected to the resolution. Like Ross, who in the Friends episode I referred to earlier, resolved to try something new every day. Now, there really is nothing wrong with such a goal. I did that for myself once. I set a goal of doing something that scares me every day. And let's be real, life goes on. And when we set ourselves goals like that to do something either new or scary or different every day, uh, we can get our own way around that just because we've got other commitments. But there's really nothing wrong with such a goal. What it lacks in this case, and I think in mine too, is the inspiration to keep it going. What would the outcome be of trying something new every day? I want to get really clear on that. And what I want that to look like so that it becomes meaningful and easy to follow through on. Because what I don't want for you is a goal that you're not going to be able to stick to. A resolution that you're not going to be able to stick to because you're coming at it as a New Year's resolution. I've got to like make myself do this as opposed to really getting clear on why you want to do it. So if a client told me they wanted to make a resolution to try something new every day, I would ask what they want to achieve by doing something new every day. And then I'd ask them to consider how might they get derailed from sticking to their resolution. If there's someone stuck in their ways and routines, making a resolution like this is setting themselves up possibly to fail in much the same way someone who has never run a day in their whole life would be setting themselves up to fail at running a marathon tomorrow without any training. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't set challenging goals, but I do want us to be smart about our goals. If you have never heard of the SMART goals, SMART is an acronym for goals that are specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, or realistic. People switch the R1 around all the time, and time-bound. Now, I might suggest, instead of trying something new every day, that we look ahead to scheduling opportunities to do new things. So for me, and maybe this isn't true for you, But when I just say, I'm going to do this thing every day, I'm unlikely to do that because I've never done it before. It's not a habit yet. And so I want to set things in place, supports in place, systems in place that help me to make sure that I'm sticking to my goal. And one of those things that I like to set in place is 
to schedule the activity or task or challenge that I'm setting up for myself. Because if I don't schedule it, I'm not going to just automatically do it. It's not a habit yet. So we want to turn that goal that you have and connect it to an already existing habit, perhaps, that you know, every morning when you check your agenda, you decide what's that new thing you're going to do today. So we want to make a plan that's going to support you. It's going to inspire you. It's going to become a habit. Because if we don't, then what happens is this resolution or this goal becomes like many other goals that we've had in the past that have gone to the goal graveyard, let's say, where you you know, send goals that you didn't fulfill to just kind of linger and, and be these sort of nightmares of things you didn't do, which can lead to what I call goal trauma. So when we set goals and we don't achieve them because we haven't taken the time to get really specific and realistic and how do we measure this as a success and how can we take action on it and then what's the time frame, then we don't succeed at our goals And then because we didn't succeed, we now have a story, a belief that when we set goals, we don't achieve them. Okay, that's what goal trauma is because we no longer believe in ourselves. We no longer trust ourselves to meet the requirements to fulfill the goal or the resolution in this case. And so this is why I have this issue with resolutions because they don't have legs to have us follow through, and they end up causing this kind of hangover that I call goal trauma. So the other problem I have with the idea of New Year's resolutions is that it can be a way we kick our intentions or our goals out into the future. For example, maybe you want to lose weight or quit drinking, and you tell yourself in November when the Christmas celebrations start and the Christmas baking starts showing up, that this will be your New Year's resolution. Here's the thing. If we're not willing to start today, it's highly unlikely we will be willing to take action in the new year or even next Monday. With any intention, if you really want to do it, you can start by taking a small step towards your goal immediately. This is one of the ways that we counter goal trauma by setting ourselves up little successes along the way. So what's one small action you can take today immediately towards a goal you have that's going to give you a win? If you want to drink less, you can choose to have one glass instead of three the next time you're out drinking with friends. Or you can choose to drink only on certain days. Whatever that is for you, you've got to decide. I can't tell you what's going to work for you. You've got to own it and take responsibility, and then you can make it work. Now, I have a client who wanted to drink less, and she quit cold turkey, and she's feeling awesome. But before she did that, we went through some exercises around how do you want to feel? What are you done feeling? And I'm going to share with you in a coming episode, actually, one of my most powerful tools that I use with my clients, and I'm going to share it with you on an episode that's coming out in a couple of weeks. So spoiler alert. And we went through that technique with my client and got her really clear on what she was done with and what she wanted to feel more of. And that gave legs to her goal 
of drinking less. It gave her motivation. It gave her inspiration. And so far, she's doing awesome. And she didn't wait for that to be a New Year's resolution. This is something she started in the fall. You know, so she was ready and she planned ahead for how she was going to handle the Christmas and holiday invitations and challenges when other people are wanting to drink. And so she did really well. And you can too. You know, so if you want to lose weight, you can start by using smaller plate or cutting or reducing one particular kind of food that's a weight trigger for you. So I don't usually struggle too much with my weight, but my one weakness is bread. I love bread. And if I eat too much of it, I get all clogged up and I gain weight. And so for me, when I want to lose some weight, my jeans get a little tight. I just cut the bread and everything's good. And if I want to go more severe, it's cut the bread and the sugar, which I don't eat a lot of either, but those are trigger foods for me. So I cut them. So you could do that too. What is the trigger food for you? I have a friend whose trigger food is chips. So, you know, you have to kind of decide what is that thing for you because goals have to work for you. If you want to be more responsible with your money, on the other hand, or make more money in your business, you can take steps towards those goals today. Now, it might be your step is to ask me about my cash clarity and money mapping systems. Yes, shameless plug there. I'm really excited about those systems and the effect and impact they're having on my clients who are using them. So I'd love to share them with you. If you're interested, reach out. Now, I could go on and on about the types of goals and little steps you can take, but I know you get the point. So what is your goal and what is one small step towards making it real that you could take inspired action on today? Sit with that. Now, what do I mean by inspired action? Inspired action focuses on the outcome or the payoff of the goal. For example, you can start by answering these questions. Why is this resolution, intention, or goal important to me? What will the payoff for success be? And why is that important? What will that give me? And if you want to drink less or quit smoking altogether or manage your finances better, it's likely that the payoff is for drinking would be waking up feeling good and clear-headed every morning, maybe saving money because holy smokes, drinking is expensive. No judgment there, but that's coming from a person who I don't drink because I have an intolerance to alcohol, not because I don't like it because I really love a good tasting beer, but I just don't tolerate it. And I'm just astonished at how expensive it is. So I think even if I could drink, Honestly, friends, I'd rather buy shoes. So maybe it's that you want to manage your money better, and that's going to be a payoff of not drinking anymore. If the resolution or the goal is to exercise more, maybe the payoff is fitting into your jeans again or feeling more vital and energetic. Now, if you want to spend more time on creative projects, maybe the payoff is an increased sense of wellness or self-expression. If you want to get a handle on your finances, it could be the payoff is you'll have less stress around money. That's a big one. We tend to think that ignoring our money and ignoring these things is going to give us less stress. But when we face them head on, whether it's any of these potential goals that I've talked about, stopping drinking, losing weight, exercising more, being more creative, managing your finances more, when we face them head on, that's when we get better results. So this is what it boils down to. I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions because the beginning of the new year is just another day. Nothing magically happens on January 1st to make you someone different than you are now. And if you aren't willing to do something today, what makes you think you're going to be willing to do it because of the turning of a calendar? 
Now, I'm not suggesting you shouldn't set intentions and goals for yourself in the new year. The end of one year and the beginning of another is a natural time to reflect on what's working and what's not working and to make conscious choices about what you want to go differently in the coming year. The gift and the opportunity of this time of year is that we're invited to reflect on what worked in the previous year and who we want to be, what we want to do differently, and what we want to have more of in the coming year. And this is something I want to be doing all the time, not just at the passing of one year and the turning of a new year. I think that's what I don't like about New Year's resolutions. They're so focused on this time of year, and for many people, they're forgotten by the end of January, and there's that sense of kind of giving up, and we'll have to wait, wait again until next year. Now, if that's not your experience, that's great, but it's what I associate with the idea of New Year's resolutions, and I imagine I'm not the only one. So I wanted to talk about this today as we start a new year and remind you that every single day is a new day. It's a new opportunity to resolve who you want to be, what you want to do, and what you want to have more of. So if we don't have a New Year's resolution, what then? As I said, we choose every day. Show up for yourself every single day of the year. Ask yourself those questions of who you want to be today. And what kind of day do you want to have? Set the goals that are supported by focused, inspired action and a clear connection to an outcome or payoff. Focused, inspired action is always more fun than fear-based action, which can show up in the form of deprivation, struggle, and self-punishment that some of us have learned to associate with New Year's resolutions. And anything you want to be, do, or have, you can resolve to be, do, and have that today and every day. So taking time to explore how you might implement your intentions today can put you into a more productive, problem-solving frame of mind that will be useful in the future as it will give legs to your resolutions every day and help you to become that version of yourself that you are imagining. If you don't see a way you can follow through on your intention today, let's be honest, you probably aren't really committed to doing it. And this is good information which might mean it's an unrealistic goal, or it might mean it's not really in alignment with who you are, or who you want to be, in which case it might be helpful to go back to the planning board and adjust your expectations. And if you don't want to adjust your expectations, maybe you just need to ask yourself the who, not how question. Who can help me turn this resolution into a goal with legs? And who can help me stick with the plan that will lead to the success of this goal? I have no New Year's resolutions. I do have some clearly defined goals and intentions that will be the focus of my personal and professional actions in the coming year. And I do have an ongoing resolution to support as many people as I can with designing and living their own stellar life. Because I sincerely believe that the more we each expand into all that is possible for us, the more we inspire others to do the same. And then together, we can and will make the world a better place. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode helpful and you want to go deeper, head on over to stellarlifeproject.com challenge to get free access to the Stellar Life Project Challenge that is designed to support you in expanding into all that's possible for you this year and always. 
Thank you so much for sharing your time and energy with me. Until next time, stay stellar. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and follow us wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. I'm your host, Deborah Stellingworth. See you next week on the Stellar Life Project podcast. 